fighting with this podium up here today. I've hit my elbow like three times. Scripture today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 57 and 58. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. This morning. The 1979 movie, The Pilgrim's Adventure, kind of portrays the pilgrims from the time they left Harlem till they got to America with all their trials and tribulations that they faced on the voyage. It really starts with them being in a secret church service so that the king and the king's men could not come and get them. And then it transported them to get down to the boat and then the boat on the sail. In the movie, the men talked about how they gave up all their worldly possessions. They settled all their monetary accounts. They took all their money and they bought a ship called the Speedwell. They were to take the Speedwell and the Mayflower to bring to America. But the Speedwell had some trouble and it had to turn and go back. While on their journey, they seen the death of a young person. A youth had died on the journey. And between the years September 6, 1620 and the spring of 1621, 102 people that went on the journey, they lost half on the journey. They really struggled and they really hurt. But they all did it because of sacrifices they wanted to do. They believed God for something. They followed God. They served God. And they were willing to sacrifice and go through all the trials and troubles to get to the promised land. As a result of what they'd done, the pilgrims done in coming to America and going to Plymouth Rock, you and I have the freedom this morning to worship Christ according to our conscience. We don't have to worry about anybody coming in and taking us out or anybody doing harm to us. Their sacrifice made today possible. But you know what? Sacrifice is nothing new to humanity. No matter where you are, if you want to be great at something, if you want to live at something, you have to make a sacrifice. If you want to be great at sports, you need to sacrifice something. If you want to serve a certain religion, follow a certain faith, you need to sacrifice something. If you want to stay in a marriage relationship and hold that thing together, somebody has to be willing to sacrifice something. Sacrifice means a lot. And sacrifices help people to live out their dreams and fulfill the things that they want to do in life. Paul mentions the sacrifice that he made in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 31. He is telling the people, listen, I take umbrage to what you're doing. You don't believe in the resurrection, but when I look at you and I see the great work God has done in your life, I'm willing to sacrifice on your behalf. He says, because of that, I die daily. And he says, you are the result of me sacrificing for the kingdom of God. He said, I've seen the work of God in your lives. God saved my soul. He touched me. He changed my life. He set me on a new journey. And Paul went all over the known world and preached the gospel. People that we would call heathens. Something like the pilgrims when they got on the boat. The pilgrims, when they got on the boat, they didn't like all the seamen because they cursed, used bad language, and talked about things that they didn't want their children exposed to. 
This is what was going on. Paul went to these places where they had false idols and they worshipped in false temples. And he went and he preached the gospel. And he said, Christ loved you. Christ died for you. Christ rose again. And he says, when I see the Corinthian church, I realize what God has done in my life. And now I'm going to bring it to you. Paul knew something about sacrifice. Then he talks about the sacrifice of Jesus, how Jesus Christ had went to the cross. Jesus Christ has done something amazing. And the Corinthians did not believe in that. They were fighting about being risen from the dead. And Paul says, I want to tell you guys something about this Christ being risen from the dead. He appeared to 500 people. After he appeared, he talked to his disciples, he trained his disciples, and he led his disciples, and he went off to be in heaven. He said, Jesus Christ made the sacrifice for you and for me. He loved us. And then he talks about the nature of what it means to be resurrected and talking about the different kind of bodies and what happens, about how a farmer plants a little seed and it grows up to something big. He talks about the sun, the moons, and the stars, and celestial beings. They all have a reason. They all have a purpose. He talks about this thing that happens and the difference between man. We're all here for a reason. We're all here for a purpose, Paul says. And he explains all this out, the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made. And he said it was God who allowed him to do this. God sent Jesus to die for mankind. And as a result of Jesus Christ dying, Paul says, he brought man right in relationship with God. Man was broken, he was lost, and he was undone, and man needed God badly. And God said, I'm going to send my son, and my son is going to sacrifice on behalf of all mankind. He's going to die, and he's going to rise again, and he's going to put man in right relationship. And Paul says, as a result of what Christ has done, uh, how he died and how he rose again, he says, thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. So on the front of your bulletin cover, you'll see the word, victory is mine. Now, I realize people have different beliefs and different doctrines about salvation. Salvation is a gift of God. He provided salvation. God done it all himself. But Paul said, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we should be giving God thanks because he's given us victory in him. We didn't do it ourselves. We didn't earn it. We didn't necessarily ask for it. But God said, I'm going to send my son and my son is going to die for you. And so the church is called to give God thanks. We read it in the worship this morning. When do we give God thanks? When we come into the house of the Lord. When we give God thanks when we're in trouble, when we're hurting, when we're in pain, when we're suffering, when we're hungry, when we're full, when we're tired. Wherever we're at in life, we are to give God thanks. Not because necessarily everything is happening to us, but because God is good. He's loved and compassionate and kind. And no matter where we find ourselves, we are to give him thanks that he deserves. And he says as a result of him giving thanks and to praising and worshiping God, he said, look at Jesus. Did not Jesus give thanks? He says, I got to go to the cross. Is there another way? 
Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And I thank you, God, that you're leading me down this path. Jesus led by example in giving thanks. The church is called to give God thanks. It's seen in the pilgrims. When the pilgrims got on the boat, they weren't happy with everything that was going on. But the whole journey, they was thanking God for everything that was happening because they saw the future of what God wanted to do in their lives. The apostle Paul was giving God thanks, not because he was struggling and hurting, but because God had saved his soul and changed his life. And he says, I'm willing to do this for the glory of God. And you are to be thanked, Lord, when I'm hungry, when they beat me, when I'm wrecked on the boat, when they all deny me and leave me. Paul says, I will give you thanks. You are to be honored. We are called to give God thanks. How do we give God thanks? Why do we give God thanks? Paul says we give God thanks because of the victory he's giving us. What is the victory he's giving us? The victory is life, eternal life. He thinks thanks be to God that gives us a victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's the one who made the sacrifice. He's the one who made it right with God. We are to give him thanks. What did he do when he died and rose again? He put us in right relationship with God. He forgave us our sin. He, Paul says sin is found in death. Because man sinned, man is going to die. But then he said, sin is found in the strength of the law. When you look at the law of God, you realize you can't follow it. You can't do it. And most importantly, the law can't change your heart. It just shows you everything that's wrong. It never fixes it. But Jesus Christ fixed what the law couldn't do when he died and rose again. And Paul says, for that reason, give thanks to God. We are to give thanks to him for what he's done in our life. And because we're giving him thanks, we are to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, to know that our work is not in vain in the Lord. The pilgrims done this when they sacrificed. They gave thanks to God for what he done, and it helped us to be free. And then on next Sunday, if the Lord is with us and still guiding us and none of us go on, we're going to talk about all the things we should be thankful for. But they were doing it on the journey. Do not our veterans, the ones who serve in the military, the ones who are even being called right now, some of my friend's kids are going right back to the war-torn area. And they do it to help their buddy, and they do it to help protect the freedoms of America. Everybody has to make a sacrifice to do something for good, no matter what you are. And our veterans do that. And Paul says in this verse right here, to stay steadfast serving him. This is what they did. This is what the apostle did. And this is what we are called to do. And he says to know that your work is not in vain in the Lord. What he meant by that was is you stay and do the work of God no matter what. So let's just talk about the turkey supper slash the apostle Paul. So y'all know Paul was a tent maker, right? That's what he'd done for a living to go start these churches. So one day he hears about these poor people in the church that need some help, need money and food. Paul calls Timothy and Silas and all these guys together, says we need to go make some tents right away on an assembly line to help raise money for these hurting people. 
So all them boys, they get on their big assembly line. Paul says, hand me a piece of cloth, Timothy. Here's just some cloth. Silas, why don't you get that little string and that needle and start sewing? What's taking you so long to get this done? We need to get the assembly line moving here to help feed and help take care of these people. So they're all working and they're bickering. And one of them, I say, hey, did you hear about Brother Jimmy? Brother Jimmy went up to the temple and ate food off for tornado. Why do you think about that? Did you hear about this that's going on? Did you hear about that that's going on in church? All while they're sitting here making this tent to earn a little money to help the poor people that are Christians. This is what they're doing. They get done with all what they're doing. They probably get headaches from all the talking about other people and what they did or sitting and done or what happened. They probably got headaches. I know their fingers are hurting because they're sewing all these tents together. Their backs are probably hurting because they're sitting on their backs making these tents. And they're probably a little sad. Maybe they didn't do what they needed to do completely or make as much as they wanted to make. All these things are happening to them. They come to the end of the time and all the people they wanted to help, let's just say they left, and they decide to sit around the campfire and drink a cup of first century coffee. <laughs> I don't know what they drink at night, coffee-wise. But let's say Paul and them all guys sit around. Now the whole time they're making a tent, they're yelling and screaming at one another, we need to move this line, we need to move this assembly. What are you doing over there? What are you doing over here? God, are you sure you're in this? I got gravy all over my shirt now, food flowing on the floor. My brother's yelling at me. The people outside are all mad because they ain't getting what they want. I don't think you're in this at all. And everybody's mad and upset. And all of a sudden, Paul and them, they sit around that fire. They say, man, that's been a hard day today. It's been rough. But you know what, Timothy? You know what, Silas? God is good to me. God loves me. and God cares for me. And I'm so thankful for what Jesus Christ done in my life. You know, Silas, remember we went on that mission trip? And we went out and preached that gospel and they kicked us out? Well, there was ten of them that went with us and said they wanted to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You know what, fellas? We was bickering, fighting, talking about one another, talking about doctrine. But in the end, we realized God loved us. And all the sacrifices we made to build that tent and to sell all that stuff to help the poor people in Jerusalem... God was in it, and we give God thanks for it. They didn't thank God because they was getting their hands tore up in that. But when it was all said and done, it was God working in their lives, and they saw the fruit of their labor. And they said, to God be the glory. So I know you come early in the morning, and I know you're volunteering all kinds of food and all kinds of stuff, and you're doing a lot of things. And we're on the assembly line last night. The people are coming this way. The people are coming the other way. And workers are getting tired. Workers are getting frustrated. And there needs to be an exchange of what's going on. I was glad to be on the inside this year since I froze on the outside last year, Brian. We're thankful. <laughs> but we're all sitting there. The work gets done, right? And people start to leave. And then a segment stays. And then a segment stays afterwards. And we all sit down, man, I'm hurting, man, I'm in pain. What, do we, what in the world do we do tonight? What's going on with all this? But then we start thinking about the goodness of God. And all of a sudden, the love of God and the love of Jesus Christ in our hearts and lives, it washes all that mess right down the river, does it not? And we say, you know what? It's worth it. The sacrifice is worth it. What we've done 
is worth it. And we did it to the glory of God. And then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And the group starts thinking about, yeah, you know what? God has been good to me. Jesus has been good to me. And I see it all around me in people's lives, in my family's lives, what he's done in my life. God is a good God. But then maybe you start loading all the stuff in your car and you get depressed again. Because now when you get home, you just want to go in the house and go straight to bed, but you can't. Because you got stuff in the car. And maybe you and your wife are bickering. Should we take this in or not? It can go rotten for all I care. I want to get in the house. We need to take the food in. Then you get in the house and you look in the kitchen and you say, My goodness gracious, what kind of mess did I get into? Now i got to clean the kitchen. And I can't put it off. It's got to be done. But then you get frustrated doing all that. And maybe you put on a little Christian music. And then maybe just start thinking by yourself. You know what, Lord? You have been good to me. Thanks be to God that gives me the victory. Not because of the situation, but because he gave you the victory and rising from the dead that you will spend eternal life with him. So be ye steadfast, unmovable, always doing what Christ asks you to do and do it for his glory and honor and give him the thanks that he deserves because you and I have the victory. And the victory is... He rose from the dead, and one day we are going to be with him forevermore. That's why we give God thanks. That's why the pilgrims gave God thanks. That's why Paul gave God thanks. That's why you and I should give him thanks this morning. Just by way of the financial blessing, I didn't know what all the ladies' ministry does. They do a lot of stuff to help people out. And they give. And I believe God uses us to help them give to what God's asking them to do. They're a part of our congregation and part of being a missionary work. God honored that last night. God blessed that last night. And we should be grateful for that as well. Should we not? To get that much money. It's not, I'm not saying it's about the money. Don't take me wrong, okay? If one person would have got saved and been added to the church, you could do turkey suffers for the rest of our lives. It's all about reaching one person for the kingdom of God and reaching out to others that are hurting. This is what the disciples do. This is what we should do. And we should do it no matter what because what you're doing, it ain't done in vain. When you get frustrated and you get hurt and you get mad, you don't know which way to go, Paul says it's not done in vain. And you have to look to the cross. Jesus didn't die in vain. God rose him from the dead. The pilgrims didn't die in vain. Because through them, a lot of people around the world look to us for help, look to us for guidance, look to us to help them maintain their own freedoms. All because of what Christ did on the cross. And we should be so thankful. Heavenly Father, I just come to you now, Lord, in Jesus' name. I do want to thank you for the victory that you've given us. It's not victory we've earned or we can attain to, but it's victory freely given. I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for Jesus Christ, the one who died and rose again, and the sacrifice that he made. And in this house this morning, Lord, we give you the thanks that you deserve. We honor you and we worship you as we head into the Thanksgiving season to help us to realize all the great blessings you have freely bestowed upon us, the most important being your son dying and rise again. And, Lord, just as an offshoot, I would pray for all those families whose soldiers are now going back overseas. Could be a husband, son or daughter, a wife, 
they're going back into dangerous territory once again. We ask you, Lord, by your divine mercy and hand, protect these families. If their hearts are hurting, God, only you can heal a broken heart. Heal a broken heart. We ask you now just to touch those families, to help us as a nation, Lord, to bow before you and serve you, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.